0: Welcome back, Amazon sellers. I asked many six to seven figure Amazon sellers to share product sourcing tips. As you know, the product is the most important part of a successful Amazon business. However, not everyone knows how successful Amazon sellers do product sourcing themselves. That's why we asked them to share some of their product sourcing strategies with us. In this episode, you will learn a lot of tactics that work from experts to finding the best products to sell on Amazon. It's always good to learn from people who spent years learning, and you could also follow their experts' advice to save you a lot of trouble. I hope you find this episode useful and will help you scale up your Amazon business. Check it out. Welcome to the next Amazon top seller podcast. Stay updated with the latest Amazon news and learn the nitty gritty of selling on Amazon through Be Cool's ears of expertise in the Amazon world. I'm Samuel and I am the host of this podcast brought to you by the fantastic Amazon experts in Be Cool. Let's start our journey to become the next Amazon top seller.
1: Hey, everybody, I'm Warner from Fields of Profit, I want to go ahead and break down probably the most important thing, at least in my experience for your product sourcing. And that's to make sure you have moats around your products, especially when you're talking about business models like arbitrage, maybe a little bit of wholesale as well. Everybody out there is able to buy those same exact products. Uh, maybe you're a little bit better at digging deeper, finding those products, whatever. But at the end of the day, you need to have moats around your product. In terms of arbitrage, that means you're going to have the cheapest cost, right? That's going to give you the biggest advantage against your competitors, and the way you can do that is by leveraging things like coupons, sales, clearances, anything like that. Like Those are the obvious ways to kind of build the moat, buy products cheaper than other people are buying them. That's That's the name of the game, right? With arbitrage, we're just listing on listings that other people are already buying. We can't really differentiate the product at all. So it's super, super important to make sure you're getting it at the cheapest possible price. Don't forget about like discounted gift cards. So then you can kind of pad your margin a little bit with that gift card. You can also use services like Rakuten, Cashback, um, really just any cashback service. Um, so you go to that Walmart search, maybe you go to a finish line search, right? You go there, you're gonna purchase those items, you're gonna get 10% cashback. Um, those are all great ways to kind of continue to pad on to your margin, right? Hi, my name is Jimmy Smith and I'm really excited
2: to be bringing to you my answer for a couple different sourcing techniques that you can use in your Amazon business, specifically for retail and online arbitrage. Now, the first technique that I recommend to all of my students is to look for regional stores specifically. And regional stores, many times, are going to be those stores that are more grocery store-like or something very similar to, to that, right? A store that is only in a specific region itself. Now you may find other stores that aren't grocery stores that are regional to your area. But ultimately, if you're able to find these regional stores like myself in St. Louis that I have, that maybe people in Florida don't have or California don't have or New York doesn't have, right? Ultimately, if I'm able to find those stores, that means I'm gonna have access to products that people and sellers in those areas also don't have. So it gives me a little bit more stability in terms of price and availability of some of these products. But additionally, at those regional stores, they many times will have a regional store section or regional products section within that store. And if it's not a section, then it may be tags that mark those regional products throughout the store. And so you're able to not only find the regional stores that are gonna have different types of products, but you're also gonna be finding regional products themselves that are only in your area, which gives you a lot more price stability and the ability to sell more products and have the availability of those products that other areas of the country do not have.
3: My name is John Muscarello, AKA Side Hustle Experiment on Instagram and YouTube. I'm gonna share with you three sourcing tips today to help you find more profitable products. Number one, this is one that a lot of people don't do. It's keeping track of profitable products you find that are currently out of stock. So you're gonna come across a lot of products that are maybe profitable, and it's gonna be a huge bummer because when you go to buy that product, maybe you can only get two or three of them, or maybe it's totally out of stock. Instead of just getting rid of that product, put it in a spreadsheet. I tend to check at least three or four times a week products that were out of stock, usually about a day or two later, they usually are in stock. And if it still looks like a good buy, we will purchase it. So keeping a list of those is going to be super, super helpful. And a lot of people don't do it because it's an extra step.
4: Hey, Jim Cockrum here of SilentJim.com. Here's a tip. You may have never heard this before, even if you're experienced. If it's a fast-moving product, if it's an ASIN that has a lot of activity, don't just look at the bottom two, three, or five sellers and see what price point they're selling at and think that you're competing with them. Because if it's a fast-moving product, you have, and here's the magic that you probably don't realize, you have a regional advantage that you can take advantage of by buying a few units and sending them in by FBA. Amazon has hundreds of warehouses in the United States. Did you know that when a shopper is shopping quite often, a prime shopper will look for not the lowest price, but the fastest delivery time? It's not logistically possible for Amazon to present the lowest priced inventory to sellers who want super fast delivery times. Instead, Amazon is presenting the buy box price significantly above those low, low price sellers. So let's say your inventory is priced at $40 and the lowest price seller is at $30 and there's 40 sellers selling this item. You're a full $10 above the lowest priced sellers. But if it's a fast moving product, you will see sales if your inventory happens to be sitting in a warehouse near where a customer wants it quickly, you're going to get the sale no matter what the buy box is doing in the rest of the country. So that means don't ignore the fast moving products. That's one of the many strategies we teach in our community If you want to check out our podcast, you can hear a bunch of episodes, these kind of tips and interviews with our successful students at silentgym.com. The second tip that I have for you is to look for those local
2: niche type stores, the things like the local guitar shop, right? Or the local music store, the local arts and crafts center, the local pet supplies company, whatever those are, those local niche stores, because what that does is it gives you an opportunity to create relationships with store managers, sometimes even the owners of those stores themselves, where you can almost have a pseudo wholesale account, we can go in, buy in bulk, get discounts, or potentially you partner up with that store to help them start their own Amazon account. And you are creating your own streams of income as well. Now, I know that's a whole separate topic, not just uh, the sourcing piece, but ultimately, if you find those local and niche type stores, you're going to be at a store that many times might have different types of products that those national retailers in the same niche don't have because they aren't going after smaller brands. And you're going to have the ability to create those relationships to get more discounts from the store directly. Here's a
5: tip that will give you a unique perspective and understanding of how to really find niche products to sell on Amazon. You got to think about how people actually search for products A niche language in any category will yield you different results. When you're searching on Amazon, you need to work on expanding your knowledge base in specific categories and really learning the language around those categories. So I'll give you another example, motor vehicle parts and engines, powertrain parts, woodworking tools. All of these different niche categories have very unique languages and very specific search terms that buyers are already looking for. These buyers are looking for these tools, they're looking for these pieces and they search for them specifically by the very specialized language within the niche category. So if you're able to understand and know that language a little bit more than other sellers, you're gonna have a competitive advantage.
1: When you're sourcing products, um, make sure you're buying the items um, as cheap as you possibly can. Um, But last week, if you remember that same item was on sale, and then you go and buy it at retail price from Walmart, the person who bought it on sale last week is gonna have a lot more room to move the price. The price is probably gonna react, maybe drop a little bit. If you bought it ne- the very next week at retail price from Walmart, you're not gonna be able to compete with them. The price is gonna drop a little bit and you're not gonna be profitable, right? So always make sure you have moats around your products. And also in back of mind when you're sourcing, think, am I buying this kind of close to or at the lowest cost that anyone else has recently bought it out? If you answer yes to that question, then that's a much better sign it's gonna be a very solid product. Um, we do a, a monthly review of all of our ASINs kind of what was the most profitable what was the least profitable and almost every single month our most profitable ASINs had the most moats so cashback coupon um, you know some loyalty rewards points anything like that our worst products usually it's just oh we bought it from Walmart for full price um, obviously it was gonna tank because we didn't really have any competitive advantage there um, so make sure you're baking in those moats as much as possible shop sales before
3: they happen There's gonna be a lot of times where there are sales, and this happens for every holiday, whether it's Black Friday, Labor Day, 4th of July, pretty much any holiday there's usually sales. All these retailers will announce that they're having a sale and what they plan on having for sale so if you were to google like walmart labor day sale there's probably a flyer out there or a blog talking about what they probably will have on sale or maybe what they had on sale last year so Instead of going to Walmart as soon as the sale starts, go there with a list of things you're going to buy and know you're going to buy. It gives you a huge advantage over everyone else who's just starting from scratch and is just like, oh, like what should I buy? You'll be so much further ahead of them. You could just place your order. And by the time they figure out what to buy, you're already checked out. And hopefully your order is getting processed and being ready to ship to you keep track of sales that are going on throughout the year if that walmart sale on fourth of july or labor day let's say they have um these water bottles on sale and they are profitable and they're maybe ten dollars off there's a good chance next year they're either gonna have those water bottles or a similar water bottle Um, on sale.
5: My second sourcing tip revolves around barriers of entry. Price can be a barrier of entry. A lot of people don't want to sell $100 cost items. So that could be a barrier of entry that will keep the competition out. I remember when I first started selling on Amazon, I would buy and sell products that sold for $15 because the buy cost was low. But as I developed and grew my business, I started focusing on higher end items in order to limit competition. So newer seller is less likely to want to enter in that marketplace because it's higher risk and more money down. I strongly discourage you from trying to source products that are readily and easily available everywhere because everybody has access to them and that creates a problem because that ultimately leads to price tanking so another barrier of entry could be you know hazmat for instance if you can specialize in hazardous material products a lot of people will never get approval for that or will never pursue it and that adds a barrier of entry.
3: Lastly, this is the most important one, is network with other sellers. I cannot tell you how much money I'm going to make this Q4 just from people I know on Instagram sending each other back and forth leads or sales. Hey, this is on sale, check this out. You know, this beauty site is having 40% off, go check it out. That kind of stuff is invaluable and it's just always a great thing to share A lot of these relationships have taken me, you know, maybe one to two years to build up, but totally worth it. And, you know, being able to like pick up your phone, ask someone a quick question, be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Do you know the answer to this? Instead of having to go to Google, YouTube, sort through everything, it's just super invaluable.
5: The other sourcing tip I can give you is, again, around scarcity. And when there isn't sufficient scarcity, the problem is that product price will eventually tank. So this is another way that you can create scarcity. If you are able to buy up the entire stock of a single type of item, then you will create that scarcity. Now, if you're not able to do it alone, you can source it with a group of buddies. So if you have a mastermind group or a close community where you can just say, hey, let's just buy all of this, you know, you have a better advantage sharing the buy box with a group of buyers that you know and trust than with 72 different random buyers that ended up buying little bits and pieces of that stock throughout days or weeks. So again, it comes back to creating a barrier of entry by purchasing all of the available stock of any specific type of unit.
2: I'm gonna give you a bonus third tip real quick, which is to always check Keepa. That is something that is very imperative in my business to make sure that I'm buying the right products and I'm putting my money in the right places.
0: That's all the tips from our seven figure Amazon sellers prepared for you today. Let me share an interesting fact. Did you know that all of these successful Amazon sellers Use a repricer. The reason for that is because it's the fastest way to increase Amazon sales. When it comes to choosing a repricer for your Amazon business, it's important to choose the best repricer on the market. And Be cool is the best option. We have the most affordable price and easy to use settings to help you win the Amazon buy box. Check out the 14-day free trial by clicking the link below. We're Be cool. We keep innovating to help you stay cool with your Amazon business. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to stay connected with our weekly new episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, or any other streaming platform you prefer. Let's continue our journey to become the next Amazon Top Seller.